Hello there beautiful people and welcome back to another episode on True Faze Eyes. The last time I was here, we talked about relationships with God. We looked into what um, I would define a relationship with God as. And then we talked about what to have in mind when you're trying to, or when you're ready to build this beautiful relationship with your creator. Now, on this episode, Satimi talked about the steps. Shall I call them steps? Yeah, I think so. He talked about the steps to, you know, undergo when building a beautiful, beautiful relationship with God. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Thank you. Enjoy. With all of this said, you might be wondering, okay, fine, I know about relationships with God. I know what I'm supposed to think about when I want to have a relationship with God. But some of you don't even understand how to build this relationship with God. So, Mr. Tine, can you explain to us how the steps, if there are steps, on building a healthy relationship with God? Alright. Um, okay, first, I want to say this. Just everything we are saying here is all of these things we are saying as the capab- as the, as the ability, as the power to change your life. But you see, you have to. What we are doing is, if you just hear, listen to all these things, or you just hear them, and then you just go back to doing whatever it is you were doing before, it's, it's going to be a waste. So what what happens is this. See what 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 knowledge does is knowledge serves like knowledge knowledge is like a signpost, quote unquote. So everything you get today is like a directional sign but telling you try this, this is the way you should go. Now by God's grace, the things that I'm telling you and I'm sharing with you are things that by God's grace have come to experience and have become a reality. You understand? So I'm telling you I'm trying I'm just trying show you a direction that you can follow now you by yourself you have to take these things listen to them and go back to scriptures by yourself if really you're committed to growing the relationship with god go back to scriptures by yourself and build and seeing these things for yourself because you see people become what they see you understand so people want to become musicians because they see people like Bonaboy, people like Whiskey, people like David, they see the lives that they live and they want to become like that because that's what they see. If nobody sees people like that, not many people want to become musicians. So somebody wants to be a um somebody wants to be an entrepreneur because you see somebody like um which entrepreneur can be an example now. Shalade Shakin. Good. He's someone like Shalade Shakin, you want to be a finance coach, he's somebody like um Let's say Emmanuel Macron, young president. Oh yeah, you aspire to become a president. See somebody like Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. So people become what they consistently see. That's what I'm going to, and that's why I quoted that scripture. And I think it's Second Corinthians three, verse sixteen or thereabout. That as we build, as in a, build as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed from glory to glory into what we see. So what I'm saying is, all these things you need to take them yourself go back to god's word search scriptures see these things by yourself then you can now become them so 
that brings me to the question that Fee asked me how do you build a relationship with God now like I said many of all these things I'm just going to touch on some areas and just serve as a guide so you by yourself you take these things as a guideline go back to scripture study them you cannot grow a relationship with God without the spirit of God it's impossible remember I said something I said the man is spirit soul and body the original man the real man is the spirit the spiritual man there's the body in this realm that can interact with the physical thing so because the things here are physical you need some that is also physical that can interact with them then there's the soul that's the intermediary between these three so what's supposed to happen originally according to design is that everything that enters the soul is from the spirit that was the original design everything that enters okay no 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 not that. okay that was, that was, there's a mix up everything that guides the, this body everything that every decision that is made in this terrestrial plane should be conveyed by the soul from the spirit so we're supposed to live inside out we're not supposed to make the the case of the things that are activities and all the stuff that goes on in the world we're not supposed to be the things that will influence our decision making we're not supposed to live from outside in we're supposed to live from inside out so that's supposed to be the idea and the spirit was supposed to be the one leading because that's a real man but a man fell man sin so when man when the bible says that um when god was telling adam that if you if you take up this fruit you shall surely die but what the death that god was referring to there was not physical death was spiritual death and what does spiritual death mean spiritual death means separation from god because anything that is not god is anything that is not god which is life is death so the devil cannot give you life because the devil is separate from god so anything that is outside of god is death it's not life so that's just it's very simple way to put it so when the says the wages of sin is death that was if you continue in sin you continue to be separate from god that's what it means but the gift of god is eternal life so that's that's so I said something said without the spirit of God you cannot relationship with God. So because man fell and you know remember I said man was made from the same essence, this very essence of God. It's like God removed man from himself and put him and created him. So when man sinned, man was separated from God. That means let's just look at it this way. First man was <clears throat> okay, so if I would like us to if you have a Bible, can we just look at Genesis 1? Let's just quickly check something from Scripture. Genesis 1, sorry. Let's take a small time. Genesis 1, please, if you have a Bible, now, just Genesis 1 from verse, let's say, 26. Okay, so then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Yeah, I'm from over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle over the earth and all those things. So 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female created them. Now you see, God created man in himself. 
so when god created man originally man was inside god let's put it that way god created man in himself so now when man sinned when man sinned when man made their decision to sin man was quote and unquote removed and separate from god so that means man died there was death so why am i i'm saying this because of i made a statement that we cannot grow a relationship with god without so i was saying we cannot build a relationship with god without the spirit of god so because man was separate from god a man died so upon salvation upon giving your life back to christ we receive the spirit of god so what does the spirit of god help us to the spirit of god now re-establishes that connection between the man original man spirit of man that was dead outside of god with god so the spirit of god becomes the link that takes man and brings him back to god so when the spirit of god does that the spirit of man the original man is now inside of god the spirit of man is made perfect just that's why that's that's what is referred to as the finished work of christ the spirit of man is made perfect completely perfect just like christ as the bible says in see, ephesians now that we are seated in heavenly places in christ jesus so the spirit of man is made perfect but remember man is spirit soul and body the soul is not made perfect the soul upon the death of man at the beginning the soul of man had been corrupted because the soul is only a medium picture it this way the soul is like a glass cup or a glass plate so if there's death inside whatever you pour inside it's not going to be clear so that's just the way the soul is so the all the devil did was the devil after man died the devil became the devil was was very happy because he could twist the soul of man he could make it difficult for god to reach man so that's what the, the devil twisted the soul of man so much the the many of the things that are going on in the world many of the evil and all of that stuff twisted the soul of man so what is response so but then because man is one in the sense that man is even the spirit of man but he's still one he's still one whole so if the spirit is has been made complete perfect the other two need to follow so this is the process let me just if you go through scripture and said you see it the spirit of man is made perfect the soul undergoes progressive salvation that's why the bible says do not be conformed to this world but by the renewing of your mind so it's a constant process then the body of christ is going to be saved the, sorry i say body of christ the body is defined is the last so upon the coming back of jesus christ you know the upon the resurrection morning the body is going to be glorified the body is the last to be saved the body is the last to you know to change in form to be able to accommodate the man that carries the god life and all that stuff so what i'm saying is, so the spirit of god now is responsible for doing one singular thing okay don't say one singular thing for many things but in this context why i said the spirit of god is important because because the spirit i was talking too fast i'm sorry the spirit of god in line helps to sanctify now i said the soul can the devil has twisted the soul and done many things in terms of knowledge the thoughts pictures of that come in your mind and all those things many of those things so the things that enter your mind that is not of god all those many many things can just serve as dirt and filth and many of those things vulgar things 
corrupt things like corruption, normal bribery, corruption, all those things. Many of those things are so anger. Many of those things are just there. So, the spirit of God is responsible for cleansing. So that scripture I was referring to that said we're chosen according to the foreknowledge of the Father. I'm going to par- I'm, I can't remember exactly what it is now, but it says according to the foreknowledge of the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit through the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, something like that. So the Spirit of God is responsible for sanctifying. That's why you cannot be in relationship with God without the Spirit of God. So said spirit is made perfect the soul undergoes progressive salvation so what happens is that the soul because you see god created us to represent him here on earth so it effectively do that the soul is also important because the soul is the inter is the medium through which god will interact with this realm so what happens is that the work that jesus christ has done on the cross and made you and i perfect is supposed to be translated into this realm through the soul so the soul somebody gave an example one time you know for those of you in university or in secondary school you know <laughs> maybe your teacher or your lecturer gives you an assignment for instance and when they give you the assignment there's this guy in your class that this in men during my days there was this guy his name was adam sabdu jalal this guy and one that girl like this I used to do my assignment too, don't get me wrong, but then you know, sometimes. <laughs> so there's this guy that would do the assignments. Every everybody in class might not know this assignment though, but there's that one guy that would not know it and do it. Now that's let's say for this case now, let's say Adams. That Adams has done his assignment and he has done it. Does not automatically mean that the assignment that Adams did will transfer inside your own script, inside your own paper. You by yourself, you still need to go and ask Adams or somebody that has copied from Adams or dubbed Adams' work. Ah, Adams, let me see your work. Then you write it inside your own paper. That is a similar representation of what happens within the soul and the spirit. So the spirit of God, Adams has done its finished work of Christ. Perfect. But you still need to transfer what Adams has done onto your own sheet of paper. So that's how it works. So if you have done nonsense on your sheet of paper before, you need to count. If it's pencil you were using, you need to erase it. Of his barrier, you cancel it and starting. So that's what happens with the soul. So there's been nonsense, filth, wrong. They tell you to do Laplace transform. You are doing nonsense. <laughs> so you need to scatter the remove the nonsense you've done and copy Adam's Laplace transform. So that's what happens with the soul and the spirit. So the spirit, so the spirit of God is responsible for that transformation. So what the spirit of God does, I've said, I've said is to create space within your heart. For the word of God to come in. Because remember, not the for the word of yet for the word to come in. Remember, I said something that the seed of which we're born is the seed of the word of God. So the word of God, if created, if you create the right conditions around it, would grow into full stature, maturity of the person of the word of God. So that means that. But for something to grow, it has something to grow into space. There must be space. So that's why there's need for sanctifying of the soul. And it's a gradual process. It's a gradual process. And that's what the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God is like responsible for sanctification. But what sanctifies 
is the word of God. Bible says, sanctify them by that truth. Book of John, sanctify them by thy truth. Your word is truth. So picture it this way: the truth, God's word, is the, like the soap. The Holy Spirit is the one that is washing it. So that's just the way it works. So the Holy Spirit needs to create space in your heart with the word of God. Now, to grow relationship with God, first the Spirit of God must be your guide must be your help because you cannot there is nothing you can do without the spirit of god there's nothing the flesh cannot please god it's impossible the flesh to please god so with that being said so i've i started talking about the word of god being like the the uh, washing agent you get that kind of thing so the spirit of god is important the spirit of god will guide you you know create space to do your heart there's no there's no there's no formula as far start with this i'm not going to give you a formula no. but i'm not going to limit the spirit of god by boxing and by giving rules and all that stuff but then the spirit of god must be your sure guide the spirit of god must be the one to is responsible for for that growth now i said something by the spirit if you create the right environment around the word of god it will grow just like seeds every seed has the potential to grow now people say we don't plant apples in nigeria we don't grow apples in nigeria now, but an apple seed has the potential to grow but if you come and put it in the wrong environment in the soil in Nigeria it will not grow so what you need to do is we hear the word of God and nothing changes in our lives because of the environment around which the word of God that's why that parable of Jesus in Matthew, Matthew 13 was saying the seed of God some falls by the wayside the birds pick it some fall on rocky ground so yeah rocky ground some fall in the midst of thorns why some fall on good soil so the challenge many of us have is the conditioning of our environment we don't watch bible says in the book of proverbs chapter 4 it says guard your heart with all diligence for out of it comes the issues of life that's what many of us don't do the bible says the enemy the devil walk it about like a roaring lion walk it about looking for whom to devour the devil is diligent the devil is diligent when the devil before he went to test job when he appeared before god if you check job he was talking to god asked him said where are you coming from he said i'm coming from running through and through the ends of the earth the devil is diligent but you and i we are those very lazy. The Bible has told us guard your outdoor diligence. We are those very the, the, our adversary is very diligent, but we, we are not diligent. How won't it be win? You will win now. How will you grow? You can't grow because <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you understand? So like we need to be diligent. We need to guard. We need to create the right environment around the word of God. We need to create you need to watch the things that you feed your that, that get your attention the things you feed your mind with because you cannot expect you cannot listen to the word of God fellowship with God's word and then the next thing you do all, on Sunday quote unquote, on Sunday go to church and all that stuff then all through the week everything that you do is just stay on social media now let me tell you something the interactions we have the interactions you will have guide our decisions the interactions you have guide your decisions so before i choose to quote and before i choose to before i do something 
there's been an interaction I've been having that has informed my decision. So before I buy my new pair of double monk strap shoes, I will have been interacting with double monk strap shoes. So let's say I've seen a picture of it, let's say I've seen somebody, let's say my role model is a celebrity or somebody put it on and it looks so good. I've been interacting with it. My mind has seen it. My mind it has entered my my mind just i've been thinking about it consciously or unconsciously it has been in my mind i've been interacting with it so that the minute i now next time i have some money or something i want to get a shoe and i see double monk strap and i see let's say a tassel loafer i'll go for the double monk strap do you get so that's the way it works so the interactions we have guide our decisions if you're always interacting with somebody that um the for instance, we're interacting with people that they play football every day. Gradually, even if you don't play the football, you might just see yourself going to watch them or something. So your interactions guide your decisions. That's why the Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What it means is interact with spiritual things. Interact with the word of God. Interact with spirit-inspired songs. Interact with such things like that and it will you will not give in to those lustful desires that your flesh has so what i'm saying is watch your interaction many of us do interact with god's word and we expect to make correct decisions many of us we hear god's word and we think it's automatic no it doesn't work that way you need to constantly interact with god's word because remember romans 12 says do not be conformed to but be transformed by the renewing of your mind with what is with the word it's with the word. Babu says the washing of water by the word as Ephesians 5 25 or 26 there are the washing of water by the word. You understand? So it is the word of God. You interact with the word of God over and over constantly by remember by the help of the Spirit of God. And you will change. Trust me, when you change from inside out, I'm not going to tell you. See, that's just the way it works. It's, 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 it's that simple. The Spirit of God is responsible for helping you grow. The Word of God is very important. And prayer is very important. Prayer. So you see, but you see, it, you, can, you will never understand how potent prayer is until you fellowship with the Word of God. Your prayer life or whatever prayer you're praying is only as potent as how much of God's word you understand and how much of truth in God's word you've seen understand so he said they saw Jesus pray and said master teach us how to pray he said teach us how to pray then Jesus said something Jesus said our father mighty neighbor hallowed be your name your will your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is heaven so you see the very one of the key uh the core principles and and um, and um, foundations for prayer is having goodness all right so a very core underlying principle of prayer is god's word you see it's god's word when Jesus was sending them out to pray, he said, Let your kingdom come, your will be done. See, the will of God 
through the word of God must be the foundation and basis of your prayer. So, those three things. I'm, I, I, I've not measured on prayer, I know, but then for the sake of this, not probably at another time we might do that. But see, for growth, the Spirit of God is responsible. See, it's impossible for the Spirit of God to be guiding you through your journey of growth and prayer will not get involved. But before you begin to pray, before you know what to pray for, the Spirit of God must first teach you and establish basic and certain understanding, specific understanding, detailed understanding from the Word of God. So remember, the Spirit of God is the sure guide to growth because the Spirit of God is one that reestablishes the connection between man and God. Secondly, the word of God is key. Sanctify them by thy truth. Your word is truth. And the third thing is prayer. Prayer makes your heart more permissive to the will of God. Prayer makes your heart more... That's one of the reasons why Jesus said, your will be done. For your will, for somebody's will to be done, it means that there's submission. So that's why prayer is very important. Because this, when, you, when, you, when the Spirit of God leads you in prayer, one of the one of the um, tangible results or the result of praying is that your heart becomes more submissive. So, and that's how you grow. That's how you grow. And your measure of growth is not how much scriptures you know. Your measure of growth is not that uh, you're praying for two hours. Your measure of growth, remember I said something at the beginning, the goal of being in relationship with God is to become like God. God created. We are sons of God. Dig it. Spirit give us the spirit. Flesh give us the flesh. So the goal is to become like God. So the measure of your growth, the number one parameter of your growth to measure that you're growing is how much of Christ you have become. And you can never know until... You can never know how much of Christ you've become if you don't fellowship with God's word. So you see all these things are intertwined. Intertwined. But never... Don't forget what I said. The spirit of God will lead you, guide you. The word of God and prayer. I don't know about you guys, but I've learned so much on this episode. Thank you so much, Pastor Timmy. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, Pastor, stop it. I'm just a believer. I'm a believer. We are all believers. Yes, we are all believers. Thank you so much for giving us this knowledge on relationships with God. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>